Hello and welcome back to another episode of It's On Us Podcast. On today's episode, we went against the grain a little bit. We decided to freestyle this one for you. We just had a natural flow of conversation. I hope you guys enjoy and have a great day. Many men. Many, 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 many men. Actually, I think... That would be a great, like, if anybody wants to ever be introduced to hip-hop, hand them that 50 Cent. 50 Cent, yeah. Get Richard so, 50 trying. Cent would be the introduction to hip-hop, if you had to introduce hip-hop to anybody. It's a classic no. album. It's Not for me album. personally, who, who would you but choose, though? if I had to, like, narrow out, like, a top five... Okay, there we go. He would, That album, when we're talking albums or people? Let's do albums. People. No, that let's do albums. albums. Let's do albums. I would say that album is definitely top five. You introduce somebody who's from a different planet into this world about what rap is. Mm-hmm. Um... Then you gotta tell about your birthday. When you're born, this is a song you play in the club. See, that's true. <laughs> yeah. I would say the Carter Three. That's up there too, man. Carter Three. Oh, yeah. It got some slappers on classic. it. Classic. Yeah. yeah. So like, I was watching a TikTok. Right. Shit, didn't it sell a million in the first week it or did. something like that? Yeah. It was a record. I was watching it has a TikTok, a million right? on it, right? and it was like, uh, yeah. he was walking up to people and he was like, "Who do you think is the best rapper alive?" He was like, "Who's the best rapper alive?" And the the reaction would be like, "Little baby." The baby, Fifty Cent, they're Gen Z, Little Wayne. It'd be the same like five mm-hmm. people, and I'm like, oh, okay. So like for you guys, like, mm-hmm. who is the best rapper alive? Just choosing one or top five. Just one. one. Mm. <clears throat> you know the classic answer is Lil Wayne. I mean, I, I think I, that's I think that's from our generation. Well, we just say Lil Wayne. Lil I mean, Wayne or Eminem for me. I'm only going he was to say, the answer too. Yeah. Here's why I'm going to say Wayne because he was pound for pound the king in three different areas: underground, mm-hmm. albums, and mixtapes. That's well, underground. underground. Okay. And then just even cross platform. Like if you heard a feature of him like on a pop song, you wouldn't listen to that mm-hmm. pop song okay. type True. shit. Yeah, you know what I mean. The sky is falling. He's literally down. been in the game since he was 11 years old. He was signed at 11. Yeah, I, I was watching yeah. that uh, I Am Athlete. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I Am so Athlete. Two and a half decades he's been rapping. He was Performing. like, it takes me like, I think like what, almost a month to come up with a lyric because he's said so much. He's been in the game that long. Like, that's He, he said in, in that interview, he said that he has to stop his brain from rhyming. Yeah. He said it just, it's just natural that he just rhymes. That's some like, genius complex you, shit, though. Not only that, it's like he almost developed a mental disorder of like a weird form of schizophrenia because he has voices in his head, his own voice constantly mm-hmm. giving him material yeah. that yeah. he can't turn off. But would you say that makes him more creative? Yeah. Because that's his brain that, a part of his brain that he activated so hard he can't turn it off. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. probably why he uses drugs to suppress it in a weird way. Not trying to like okay or kind of like regulate like how he expresses his genius side. Okay, you know what I mean, so could you imagine somebody like that not having something to cope with, and they're just constantly thinking, 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 thinking. I just wonder how much music he has unreleased. You know, like you always think about the unreleased. A bunch. I'm not even going to say it because I'm not wishing it on him because of all the celebrities we lost. But if that were to happen, I think we would have at least a good 10, if not 15 years of music. See, but I don't know because he sold his masters. Oh, he sold his masters. Mm-hmm. Oh, he did? Yeah. So, I mean. Made some money. He they did do that for a lot. Was it they like would still make music. Million? Oh yeah, I think it was 150 million or something yeah. like that. It was over 100 million for sure. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he sold his masters. But to think to think that he does have another 10,000 songs just put away somewhere is kind of insane to think about. That's ridiculous. Just to put in that much work effort, just to just to build something like that, and just be like you know what, I'm only 
I'm just gonna keep it here. I'm not gonna like yeah. the yeah. the patience to even do that because that's just remarkable. It's oh, like, for sure. But for me, it's kind of not hard to think about because all the goats do it because Prince still has unreleased music. Oh, yeah, Michael crazy. Jackson, you, you, Outkast. The only thing I. I you know, talking about like losing people early. You know, you talk about Mac Miller and, and Juice World and people that have had discographies and, and shit afterwards, and they're like, "This is it. Like, we don't have any more." Like, yeah, they said Pop Smoke don't got no more music out. Well, and, that, and that's why mm-hmm. I was upset. Like when you brought up the Young Dolph thing, because I saw what happened to Pop Smoke, and I'm even upset for his family in the state because whoever was like running his shit did not do it correctly. Like they released mm-hmm. all of his unreleased music before the year was up like right. how in the hell do you even do that yeah well they're trying to capitalize i'm sure they're trying to capitalize on sales and you know while his name is popping because you always got up and comers and stuff and you don't want to be right. forgot about yeah because i was listening to a million dollars worth of game and it was a yg episode and he was like i'm trying to get a verse from tupac i'm like tupac's been going for how long now if he still has unreleased lyrics that were mm-hmm. verses or maybe he's something. not really dead that's true if you're still getting these like samples or snippets from Tupac, allegedly, it's like, right. or but, just sample uh, an old song. I mean, and just like, like, and what he means by get these lyrics could be, oh, I got to contact his estate and see if I can, you know, clear, do it like yeah, this. Clear, yeah. And for all we know, he was a poet. For all we know, he has like un like, Oh yeah, like you know, unfinished bars or music that maybe his estate has turned into bars that they can sell off like you know maybe he was doing a project but never finished it and they're like oh well i mean that's still some fire i can sell that as a bar yeah because look at uh jada pika smith she got fucking letters from tupac and i don't know how will smith does it Mm. kudos to him that's a whole nother conversation yeah that's a whole nother conversation (laughs) but but to go back to what the question was who's the best rapper it has to be wayne because i feel like wayne is the most articulate person to rap Wayne can make his own beat, but also get on a beat that he has nothing to do with. Pay the fees to rap over it and make that his song. Remember the one song? Was, I remember when it came out when we were at LCC. He was like, I don't even like this beat. Oh, yeah. That was for <laughs> Green, uh, no, Green Ranger. Ranger, Ranger yeah. Yeah. With J. Cole. Oh, oh like yeah. A lightning streak. Yeah, it was fucking dope as fuck. He's like, I don't even like this beat. In the, in the, he rapped, he rhymed it. Like. Exactly. You always knew if you heard that lighter click in, you was about to hear some I, shit. Yes. Iconic. And you got to think about him like in this way like not that he has a tree but an inspiration tree Wayne has the biggest inspiration tree like kind of like coaching trees in the NFL yeah Everybody. without a doubt mm. but <coughs> now that we're talking about Wayne and his creative ability like do you think that how do I, how do I want to word this that it takes a special person to be creative or anybody can be creative to any amount of level they just gotta try I think that we are all in some aspect shout out to my brand creative geniuses but it's like you have to find what you're passionate about okay and then explore that genius realm okay because little lane for example he knows that he has this capacity to like rap and constantly do this thing but it's like okay now i have to plot it out so that it's longevity like last for so, so long so with you saying there's a genius within everybody among their own things do you think that some people will never find their genius. And why is that? I mean, it's just the role that they have to play, if you want me to be honest. Or due to the social constructs that we follow. Or environmental influences around mm-hmm. them. Yeah. Because I believe in the latter. Like, gosh, like every one of us were born with free will. We're all born at different starting marks. Don't get me wrong. But ain't nothing stopping you from getting up and using whatever you need. Like, we all have a phone in this room. So if one of us got rich, what's the excuse why the other four didn't? 
Hmm. We sure. all we're all starting from the same point. You know what I mean? So it's up to that individual. And I'll even take Kanye. He started out just producing music. People tried to tell him you can't rap. Became a rapper and a genius at it. People told him you can't do fashion. Use this genius to pave a way into fashion and shit like that. Mm-hmm. It's all about what you truly apply your energy and mind to. Because for a person with that many mental illnesses, shout out to A, love you. He's getting it done, and he applies himself. Can nobody ever say he sells people short or his worth ethic is crap because you can't be a billionaire with crap worth ethic and no real energy put forward. And, and you know what? You know, I, a couple of weeks I've talking negative about yeah, but I do agree with that. His worth ethic, because that's something like in my life I try to apply every day, no matter what I'm doing. My fiance gets mad at me, and she's like, "You're really an all or nothing person." I said, "To a certain extent, yeah." Either I'm going to fully commit to this or I'm not. Because if I'm going to half-ass something, what's the point? What's the point of only putting half your energy and expecting or wanting somebody else to do? No. Because I know if I put forth this effort, I can do it. Well, I mean, I'll even take a a, a, a paraphrase of a quote out of the good book, the Bible. And this is a, not a cliff note, a God note. But he said, you know, either be hot, <laughs> so either be hot or be warm. But do not, I mean, either be hot or be cold. But do not be lukewarm because I will spit you out. Like pretty mm. much even God tells you to choose a side. Either be all in or be all out. Pick <laughs> something, but never be in between. I, I, just because I don't like teetering. Go ahead, get What was your original, what was the original question? What, what, um, are, is everybody like creative, able to be creative to the level of, like a superstar, or does it just happen to one, one in a million? That's definitely not how you worded it the first time. Well, but, I know, uh, I forgot. Mm-hmm. I would say I would agree with Cliff that they have to be, you know, different. But you also have to be vulnerable okay. because the same, like, like you said, Yay took these risks of hearing certain amount of people <laughs> say that you, you can't do this, you can't do that. And, you know, to be able to be willing to accept a, a, a loss or or failure, you have to be vulnerable to that. Or, you know, just let somebody... Open, open criticism. Even. Right. Or, or, like you said, every, everybody at the table should eat. Well, <clears throat> you should be vulnerable enough to respect that nobody at the table is going to do you wrong. So, you know what I mean? Like, you, you open up the floodgates for us to do what he needs to do. So you are less likely to feel like he's going to backstab you. So you right. have to be vulnerable for letting your guard down to to expand yourself in, into different situations. They might come back and bite you in your ass, but mm. in the sense that you, you have to be willing to lose to, to win. Okay. I feel that, but, you know, I'm, re- I'm in a class right now, and it's, it's it's a philosophy class, and it's based on, you know, right now we're, we're, listening, we're learning about Mac. He's a philosopher. Uh, yeah, fuck that. I love, I love philosophy. Um, philosophy so Mac- is so, so Machiavelli. He's just going to disrespect so, it like that. So <laughs> Machiavelli said, is it better to be loved than feared or better to be feared than loved? And his basically, at the end of it, he says, just don't be hated. Is, is probably one of the better things. But he says fear is better because fear, if if people love you, they'll backstab you. Mm-hmm. And, and you don't know because you're, oh, they, they love me. So you're almost like in your situ- in your uh, scenario here with, with Jacob and Ash, you're saying like, yeah, someone may backstab somebody, but oh, I, I love them. So it's like, mm-hmm. it's no, like, see, that's, uh, you're, you're, and, and, you're like blinding yourself. Oh, and this, this perception of love is two different ways. But like how you asked before we started, do you L O V E me or do you L U V? 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. you might love him, but he might love you in a different sense that he loves that he can use you and manipulate you mm-hmm. right. to getting what he needs to get out of it. Right. Right. And as far as that, like, I kind of, I'm like mixed on the whole love fear thing because I heard that back in my psychology class in um, high school with Mr. Hutlock, I believe. That was one of our questions that we got, the whole mm-hmm. love fear thing. And um, while I do agree with everything you just said, my flip side to the fear thing was because I believe I even argue this in classes because what if you birth or inspire somebody to take you down from that fear in a weird way? Absolutely, you know I mean? yeah. Because, yeah, I might be afraid of you, but if I see my life being like worth sacrificing to kill you in order to benefit the lives of everybody else, I may do that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because that will end your uh, reign of fear and terror. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, so, and even I've, and it, it could even be that you're feared that you, you may do something that you're not even that people may think that you're they're feared they're feared of the thought of you not because of what you've done and that you're you're say you know execute one person so you execute one person. i would say it's so a double edge it's, it's the fear of the thought of you and the fear of what you have done mm-hmm. because right, you right. can think that this motherfucker gonna do something but you see it happen mm-hmm. it's completely different that's that's gonna put a different so, fear in so you. to be to be loved is is good right you know you want to be loved you want to people but then there's going to be a, maybe a faction of people that don't respect you for something right because that always comes along the line like don't get me wrong i feel like fear can sometimes maybe last a little bit longer because i feel like a boogeyman is something you stay far away from versus something you can hug and love and be up close and stab so i will give the nod to nod to fear a little bit in that sense but again like if i have a child and i'm born under a tyrant i look at them and i don't want them to be raised in this type of environment True. that might birth my I idea think to start it, up a coalition it, exactly. to assassinate the leader type See, shit. i think it, it's it, oh. it is, it's also based on your environment so you're saying if you're born into something and you're like kind of like last week or on uh tristan's podcast about putin you know being born into birthed into something and kind of his what he knows mm-hmm. you know if he doesn't know that then all of a sudden um you know his how he maneuvers is different because yeah. it's, a, it's not re- his reality. And what's crazy is I read a letter from a Russian American who uh, was born during the time of like the Soviet Union being disbanded and everything and how he felt during that time like his country and his homeland had been wronged. But after growing up and being in our environment and just like watching the news and having like truth being delivered to him, he feels bad for Russia. He was like, you know, if, you know, back then he would have thought this was okay if Russia made some type of attempt to take Ukraine back over established because, again, he felt wrong. But, like, after growing up, knowing the history and everything that goes into it, he was just like, this ain't right. Mm. Like, in so, a weird way, being in America, like, helped his real, humanitarian real side and see the light of what his country is doing wrong, which is cool. Fear mm-hmm. gets you respected. Love doesn't. Well, I also look at fear gets you. If you seek fear, like people fear you, you also seeking that intimidation factor. Like I intimidate you, so you better be scared of me, type shit. And that's and to like how you said, it's you know, you if you're born under a tyrant, but you don't want your son to see that, so you're not going to take that approach. You're gonna, but it's all at the end of the day, it's all like how you perceive that one. I think it's relationship based, honestly, because you're not gonna, because we're. All, Honestly, no, I'm not blowing up, smoke anybody's up anybody's ass. I'm giving you all your flowers. We're all aware enough at this table to know who's going to be real for you and who's not. Let's be honest. And I'm pretty sure all those people that are real, real for you are probably in your closest circle right now because you you know that. So it's like you're gonna you're gonna seek 
you know, love over fear, but you're also going to keep some of your enemies kind of close too. So there might be individuals in your inner circle that you, you know, you might take that fear over love approach just because you you love them, you do, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, you mm-hmm. you also are weary of them or know something that they could have did that kind of throws mm-hmm. you off a little bit. But my bit. thing is like, what is love? Is that just an emotion? Is it a See, mental construct that you're like, okay, this is my definition of what love is? Is it beneficial? Is it like my my definition is how I f- how I feel once you're gone. Mm-hmm. That's the best mm-hmm. I can explain it. Okay. Once once you're gone off this, I'm done. I fuck friendships, mm-hmm. but I got more friends and family. But I I would never have another friend like you because you bring much to my life. You bring much to my life. You bring, you know, all you guys. So that's how I look at love. Like love. So love is value. Love is to me. Love is value. Sentimental value. Sentimental value. Okay. And to go back to like, because I like what you said is about what Machiavelli said. Just don't be hated. The way I look at a leader is almost like not to say like a leader is a parent to a country, but they kind of are. When you're a leader, you have to have a balance of love and hate. Because if I was a leader, it's kind of like being a father. Like, I want my son to love me, Mm -hmm. but I do want him to have a slight sense of fear in me. Because they always say, put the fear of God in your children. So that way, when they look at you, like, they respect you and they listen to you. And you kind of want that in a country if you're a leader. Like, I want my people, if I was a leader, to know that I love them. I would come and visit you if I could, depending on how busy I am. But I want you to know, like, I want to have that ruthlessness Mm -hmm. as a leader. Like, if you cross him, though, he's done unimaginable things. And you don't want to ever, like, step across that Mm -hmm. line. But that's where I go with if you a the the dictator of an army the fear is going to get you way longer than the love you can do a lot of good things for these people and it's going to take one sour person just to try to backstab you i was was right i was going to say because there there's an argument within that saying that you want to keep your your defense happy so say for example your love and your and your until your army saying Man, this dude's a fucking pussy. I'm gonna, See, I'm gonna fucking yeah. take him. Out. And, and that's where, and, and that's that has happened. People has. have been executed, and armies have overthrown. And that's where examples come in. Like I said, mm-hmm. I want to be able to walk outside, be able to shake hands, kiss babies, blah 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 blah. blah. But like, if also I am there for my up. army, like mm-hmm. yeah. But like, when it comes time to killing a leader or something, I'm personally doing it. The blood is on my hands, not my soldiers, not the people I sent. You're not my dogs. I did it. Or like, if I hear a word and I find out it's true. Versus me saying anything about it, bringing it to him, having somebody, I'm going to do it. Like, mm-hmm. damn, he's the type, when he gets word, he don't fuck around. You want to be able to put that subconsciously in your people, like, love him. There's nothing wrong with him. He's going to give you everything you want. Because when you cross him, it's almost kind of like the Terminator type. It's kind of like, like, fear me respectfully. Yeah, fear me respectfully. Ooh, like, like that's, that's what good. the fear is going to get you, like that, that love isn't going to get you. Right. It's going to get you Love that. me respectfully or fear me respectfully. Fear, fear, that's yeah. going to get you two different outcomes. Hey, I can't believe Dumb and Nash just put that together. Or you can even put it this way. Fear me enough to love me. Because... Ooh. Ooh. I like that. That's fake love, though. You can oh. call it what you want. Because guess what? If That's it fear me word. enough to love me, guess what? You can fake it till you make mm-hmm. it with me. And guess what? A lot of that fakeness is going to bring you what you want. Mm-hmm. But, the but moment, in the back of both of our minds, you're trying to make sure I don't... I don't backstab you, and I'm thinking exactly. of a way to do it. Exactly. Mm. But exactly, oh, that's man. the way of the so game. So is that real love? I mean... But that's the way of the game. That part I can't control, and that's why I'm operating the way I'm operating, because if you do, just know that foots is on neck. Right. No, you know? and I agree, <laughs> I agree with you. No, I get you, but and I think that's what comes with two different sides of the aspect of it. Like, 
Right. You can be feared and nobody might not fuck with you. Somebody still can, but the it's the percentage of it is ten times less. Because you know who's the best person for this, like, you know, example that I'm speaking of? Of uh FDR. Right. He was a man who was very loved and respected, but feared. The man was fucking shot, finished his speech, and then I think he went and killed the person. Damn. Gangsta. So my whole thing is like we or had a map since the, since the moment two. we've been here, this has all been studied of human behavior. Yeah. Early psychologists, psychologists yeah. in general is how do we social construct these mammals or these people to follow a certain norm or a certain algorithm so that their life echoes or follows in that suit, right? So I so. to a certain extent, yeah. I mean Well you so give people like you, you kind of form a thing, you know, a social construct, you know, you go to school to a certain age. Then after school, you either further your education or you get a job or a career. Then after that, you know, it's up to you. Do you make a family or do you worry about your career? Mm. Now, wait. So, so did anyone hear this thing? It, there might have been a TikTok. It might have been out like last week or something that the American dream, quote unquote, was created by realtors in like the 1930s or something or 40s when they were encouraging like home buying. And they're like, how do we get people to buy houses? I don't believe... And how do we get people? Because the housing market is a, it's a business. They want yes, they want people. Oh, they, yeah. they want people yeah. to buy houses and, and banks <sighs> needed. I, I, I took those classes and I can kind of believe it only because it is a part mm -hmm. of the American like dream. Because at yes. some point, like at, in the in your dream, whether if you want to rent or own a house, you do want a house. I don't like so that. I, just I don't like just, that either. That it's called blew it up. this American dream. Like I'm not fucking dreaming, bro. And uh, when you're done talking, I'm going to answer Ash's question. Um, I don't think it's. I don't think more like lenders and you know real estate people did that in the 30s just because I think there's like how you said there have been people around way before the 1930s to develop a some type of scheme or system mm -hmm. to put us kind of in a place back your mouth up on the mic sorry yeah just just to you know put there us in our place whether it's school work mm -hmm. family done or school no for the education starting a business done yeah. you know what i mean there, there's a i do believe there's a system for everybody but not everybody follows a system mm -hmm. okay. john did you want to go before i go no i'm good man I, I, don't, I can't find it real quick before i agree with you it shouldn't be called the america dream oh yeah. people people come from overseas left right center north up down whatever you want to look at it mm -hmm. to be free to be free and half those people will not be free once they get into certain situations within America. Mm -hmm. I mean, look, I mean, this is how they look at it. I mean, you I have more leeway. Not, not even that. I mean, you have more leeway to, to do what you want as your own person, business option, entrepreneur, you know, person. But you're still limited in what you can and can't do. Yes. Somebody that comes overseas can, you know. It's going to sound bad, but, you know, start their own gas station. But they're not going to be able to do what they might have in, truly intended to want to do. Mm -hmm. own, own a city, you know what I mean? Or or dictate, be in office or something like that. You know, actually make a change for something that's different because they're not from around here. Yeah, but they might just want to own a business. And they say, well, the, I can do that in America and I can make... But how free are you? Because you still got to pay your taxes. You you still got to. But is it better than what they're where they're coming from? That's oh, hundred. That's what it's I was better, just about to ask. but it's to be, be. Yeah. the American dream is to be free. 
I feel like you're not not even free in a sense. Free with free within a uh, cage. Like, yes, like uh, like but, cage bird, like the mm-hmm. but like J Cole. You're getting out of a smaller cage to getting in a a vast larger cage that you can't really get out of See? unless you're a one percent of the upper echelon of America. And my thing is like I don't want to even I don't even want to be in a cage. Period. I just want to be free, as but, in like. I wake up in the morning and I'm choosing what I'm doing. Now right. I, just I have me. to wake up in the morning and I'm clocking in. I'm doing this. And I'm that, doing that. That's free because I was going to say, Gabe, because even like the top one percenters, we can technically be in a cage when they're waking up doing the same thing. Can't really talk to the public, surrounded by security all the time. And the moment they stop taking care of business, the moment their life falls apart. To me, you're even a, in a bigger cage. You're just in a cage filled with money. But if you've them. never seen the walls <laughs> of that cage, you would assume you're free. Exactly. Oh. Exactly. That's true. Exactly. The best way to control a slave is to let them know that they're free to an extent because they don't know. Right. So you have if, to like almost condition them I'm to sure. an extent. If you, you know can't I mean? imagine where you're going, then I mean. True, that's mental what warfare. En- what, what endless possibilities what do you that's run into? what it's been. It's been mental warfare from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And wow. for us to like not condition ourselves to think a certain type of way. But I want to get back to the original question. Why do we abide or have social constructs? I don't know what the fuck that is. That's was. John. Me, my bad. Okay. No, you good, man. Fucking fidgeting Dropping headphones, um, making noises. Uh-huh. He's a Dennis the Menace today. <laughs> no, okay. So, so my thing is like, do um, we need social construct? And if so, like, to in what a, extent do we need In these? a way we do, because otherwise you have all our anarchy. The reason why I believe we have, and this is just my theory, is you want to be able to incentivize the group harboring whatever area or land that is in it to do better. Like, I want to be able to set up a con- social construct to keep people from, one, hurting each other, mm-hmm. getting up and ha- finding fulfillment in work, because through that we'll get production and this place will go- grow, you know what I mean? So the, I feel like that's all social construct is needed for, to incentivize people to grow mm-hmm. and help the community around it and be right there. better. Mm-hmm. It's just that simple. Pavlov's study on the dog is social... Is- classical conditioning mm-hmm. with the dog is if you do this incentive you get a treat mm-hmm. that's positive reinforcement mm-hmm. so humans we we go off of positive reinforcement most of the time so hey oh you're doing a good job at your employment your boss gives you a raise that's positive reinforcement mm-hmm. Yeah, you're just teaching a dog what you've been taught all your life. I mean, that's what we're all taught since birth. You know what I mean? After we get through the badass phase, like you do something, you get something. Whether if it's good or bad, you do bad, you get bad. You get good, you do good. So, and that's yeah, what I coal, feel like. The whole coal fucking, you know, at Christmas time, coal or whatever. Mm-hmm. Coal. And that's what social constructs is for because it just helps you have a better understanding of what good and bad is, what to do, not to do. And just, you know, and once you get that down, there's no pointing the finger it's all on you at that point like you know better once you get social cues you know what social construct is and if you refuse to abide by all the laws and Mm -hmm. want to do anarchy can't blame nobody when you're in a rut and if you usually abide by all the rules and social construct kiss ass brown nose do whatever you want to do depends on how high you go up the ladder pretty much Pretty much. I mean, there's also the the roles everybody plays. You know, the role of, mm-hmm. you know, for example, a nurse or the role of a fucking fast food worker or the role of... So we all play a role in this collective system, this collective construct. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I don't know. Do we need it? I would say yes. I mean, I think that a lot of people do need that. Um mm-hmm. Because there's systems set up. There's, you know, like, for example, you said, like, in a, in a city when they start up, you know, there's going to be people that say... I like making food, and I can make food for money, and I can sell the food, 
and I can make money. And I now I have three. I can I can build and and grow and and I see and, you have that idea, and it's like now what can I do to incentivize him to make that idea come alive? Mm -hmm. And that's what you need social constructs for because you see he wants to do it, but what's going to incentivize you to do that? You mm -hmm. know you got the idea, but if you're not incentivized to do it in this area, you're going to take it somewhere else or just never do it. Get exactly. Yeah, Got to get paid. So. Yes, to build off with you, what you all said is yes, but I kind of look at it a little differently. Yes, like people need it. People will benefit from a social construct. It's all of us do. But then there's also individuals that don't go with social. You know, they mm -hmm. they might do high school, but after that, they'll just figure it out on their own. You know, and really follow their own path. They might have two or three different jobs before they find that one. That's really not conventional. You know, they, they didn't go the route to go to, like, culinary well, school. Real, real quick, what is conventional, though? I, that's I, what I'm saying. You know, like, I, I, guess, I mean, well, I'm not saying that's a part of our social mm -hmm. construct because each one of us have an individual social construct. Right. As what Josh, John was saying, like, there's nurses, school bus drivers. Their individual social construct led them to whatever it is. So we're not saying, like, you got to go to college and shit like that. It's just, yeah, we do have a blueprint, but when I think a social construct is just a simple shit that incentivizes you to do good. Okay. Or just go down a certain path. Okay. Because if you don't have social construct or disobey the rules, you have rapists and you would think that is okay, or domestic abusers and you would think that is okay. Because without social construct, bad no, shit yeah. would just be accepted. Yeah, you and need, that you goes need back to the anarchy shit you said. Yeah, anarchy mm -hmm. would happen if we had no social construct. Because if I didn't like somebody and we had no social construct, I could pop them in the head and nobody thinks purge. about it. Mm -hmm. Purge, yeah. yeah, pretty much. I can't even talk because Cliff's saying everything <laughs> I'm trying to even think of right now. So, no, okay. So, like American psychologist uh, B. F. Skinner, uh, basically his theory is that uh, learning is a process of conditioning. Mm -hmm. It's an environment of stimulus, reward, and punishment. That is a fact. I love that guy. I thought that's who that was. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So makes sense. And I because kind of like what you said. What is conventional though? Just because. You what? have went something, and that's what you know. That doesn't make it everybody. Yeah, right. the same with you, mm -hmm. and the same with him. We our our conventional ways are five different ways at mm -hmm. this table. Your your perception. Every is listener is unconventional. Right. We're we're. I think everybody's conventional but unconventional. Is that like the right? conventional way of traveling is car. You right. Know what I mean? Right. So mm -hmm. just, but you might have but a warm no, up. Some people might say airplane. a boat or a boat. So, I don't yeah. know about a boat now. I mean, if within the actually, states, Jacob, do that real fast. Look up the definition of convention. So conventional, oh man, is, is to judge the morality of actions by comparing them to social views and expectations. Hmm. So, so kind of like what you said. Kind of like what you said. You know, most people travel travel by car, but then you got those you know certain group of people that. Got a private jet on call. Hey, look, be there an hour. And that's where you'll hear up. the lines. Whatever's more conventional for you. Because I've heard people say that. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because and conventional ain't just a single line like everybody should follow. This is whatever works personally. So conventional is convenient, right? So mm -hmm. this is what a Karen is. We talked about this before the podcast, right? So a Karen, how we like are, don't want to meet a Karen or whatever you are, but like it's a Karen is basically an individual who. It's inconvenient for them. Whatever is in, is an inconvenience for them, they complain about it. Mm -hmm. So, my food comes out. It's not how I want it. That's an example of mm -hmm. okay. They're in the back cooking, slave. We don't know what's going on back there, but like it's not It's not. It's an inconvenience for you that your food is like 
lukewarm or cold. So or now I got to act. So now I have to act a certain way to make sure you understand where I'm coming from. Exactly. Let's just be real. You act snooty about it, and you act like you're above somebody, and you're talking down to them. That's what yeah. They're, they're, yeah. They're I guess yeah. It might be just the tone of someone's voice or the tone of of how they're coming off because it's if, waiting because because low key like look, bro. If my shit comes out and it's not right. I'm gonna say something. I'm like, there, mm, this is not what I want. There's two ways to go about there, it. You but, could be but, like John's way. Like I've seen this dude, you know, food come out. You know, hey, this is kind of you know not what I you know not exactly how I ordered. Can you fix it? But then you also got to be like, there's people that says, what the fuck, and mm-hmm. come off completely rude. What's up, Gabe? From a food aspect, okay, John, like he said, it might not come out the right way. You can be mo- the most respectable way to the server. Hey, this isn't the right way. Can you go back there? That's not how she might transpire that out to the kitchen. That is true. This that is, is true. fucked up. We need this the right way. So now who looks like the Karen? The customer or the, the person the, giving the, the message? Have. True. That's true. And like you said, mm-hmm. there's been there's been times like we, we've all been out and there's been times mm-hmm. they fucked up our shit. I'm like, you know what? It ain't that big of a deal. We mm-hmm. let, we're just going to let it rock. And there's sometimes. It might piss you off on the wrong day. Not even that. It's just I don't prefer this that way. And it don't even right. look. It could be, yeah, it just depends. It's just yeah. kind of situation. Don't even look cooked enough. How about that? Okay. And, and again, hey, you know, I asked for medium well. Mm-hmm. I got well done. That's mm-hmm. not how you like your burgers or whatever. Mm-hmm. They come back. This shit's fucked up. You know what I mean? So now my perspective is from from working in a restaurant, customer. That's that's what the customer said to you, and you translated it to me, even though that's not how y'all conversation. Right. Went. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of. So yeah, yeah. It's kind of perception. Right. Based. So it's kind of different that who 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 is Karen. So if we're having a direct conversation, if like hibachi, they're making the food in front of you. If they fuck it up, you you know what I'm saying. I know where it's coming from. I know who's giving it to me. That's kind of different. And then mm-hmm. if you oh no, this is how you're gonna get it. And that's a Karen. I feel like that's just gonna. Mm-hmm. They understand that they you, could be what, wrong, but they're not trying to give you the benefit of, doubt of them being wrong because they think, feel like they're right. Do you that's think true. that it would be better to say that Karens are overly righteous? Yes. So That's like perfect. overly righteous. Just because, righteous. So we we can have a conversation and we can see eye to, see eye to eye or see difference. You know, mm-hmm. agree to disagree. But somebody who is going to go to the next level and, and understand, mm-hmm. okay, what you're saying is right, but what I'm saying is superior. Mm-hmm. That's a Karen. That's a complex in itself, right there. Because mm-hmm. uh, for example, like so, I had furniture delivered this week and it was fucked up. There was something. It wasn't like it was. I couldn't use it, but it was like it was damaged. Was there a rip or something? It was yeah. It was like a rip. It was like the fabric was fucked up. Oh, so, you I, said I, so, so I called yeah. and I said. And so I, I just did, I went through the proper procedure of like that process and and they eventually they're gonna replace my couch for nothing. They're gonna. But you didn't call and like can I speak to a fucking manager? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, I was like, and that's where and that's where I'm coming. <laughs> I don't want it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm coming from. The third party aspect. Mm-hmm. You called the company or the the headquarters mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. HR. Hey, this isn't right. So now she's calling a different person, the delivery person. Y'all need to fucking do this the right way the next time, so we don't have to go through the same cycle. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm, I'm waiting through. for the I'm waiting for the delivery. Like I want to see how their vibe is. Like when when they come back, like we ju- we were just here. But oh, then right. exactly. So now he thinks, oh, so what the fuck did we do for to him? That's pissed him off, making me come back again, even though it might not even had nothing to do with him. He already manufactured difficulties. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So in all in all aspects, like we're de- we're dealing with, you either, you are either a customer or a consumer, right? And I think that's really what dictates the Karen, because okay. most of the times the the Karens are the customer mm-hmm. trying to override the consumer, hmm. okay. because I like I said they feel superior, 
the customer's always right. Well, that's the, bullshit. You, you know what I'm saying? But that's uh, the main argument oh, no, that I some agree. people go to. I know. The customer's always right. Hey, but, you can be hey, dead face wrong. The customer's always bro, right. That's what Joe's saying. We, we, us wait, three, wait. I know, work at fast food. Mm-hmm. So, or, or, yeah. I have one. Yeah. Fast he food, worked at B Dub. Shut up. Uh, like, I'm sorry. But you, I'm sorry. I forgot. <laughs> He's going this. I wasn't this. He was there. But, the but just in general, we've all worked at fast food or something like that to be, except you, to, you know, be in situations where it's like, I know I took the right order. Like, how are you going to tell me mm-hmm. I know I did. Mm-hmm. So, so it's like, there comes a point where it's like. That's the perception yeah, shit I'm talking it's, about. It's, mm-hmm. you know, you say you could be right, and that's fine. You could think that, but I know what you said. I have it written down, right? No, I pressed the right shit. Don't 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 be like that. Mm-hmm. If you ordered the wrong shit, you ordered the wrong shit. Be right. Honest, so. yeah. How many times have y'all? Well, no, no offense. How many times have y'all gotten to an argument with your woman, and you've heard her say something else, and she said that's not what I said. Oh, <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> I do no that. No comment. No comment. No I comment. do that. She. How much time we both? <laughs> like that, that's the you know the the Karen, <laughs> the Karen aspect of it. One of y'all know what one of y'all know what y'all said and one of y'all know what y'all heard. Exactly. Sometimes I be talking so fast I don't remember what I said two <laughs> seconds ago. Sometimes she be just saying bullshit. I be like, what did you just say? So it's then like, now it's you know what I mean? It is what it is. Mm-hmm. I feel like a Karen can have different definitions to the <laughs> hypothetical, tendencies. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Karen just needs some dick. Fuck you. <laughs> That's all Karen like. Her life is bad. She's Let her drink a bottle out. of wine, get her dick down good. She quit complaining. Or Tara. Or Tara. Tara. I didn't want to say it because no, we're not, not sponsored, sponsored yet. By them yet. But, but hey, we found out we might be, so we're going to be in touch, baby. You already know. If you smell. <laughs> no, so overall, though, I think the thing is like, we just have to learn how to talk to each other. That's, yep. that's the yeah, main communication. Like, clear clear yeah. communication. Clear. So, Speaking of communication, so, I'm yeah. going to ask this question in the talking. How would you feel? If your kid came to you and wanted to spend all their college funds on their partner's dreams, and he tried to communicate it to you clearly, and by the time they got done, what is your answer when they tell you? To the best of their knowledge, they try to communicate. Yeah, there you go. I uh, should start with you. You're married. You might have a kid someday. How would you feel if little Blair came to you and was like, Daddy, such and such and such and such got a great idea. I don't want to go to school, and I think it can make millions of dollars. I want to put my funds toward this, their ideas. Would you allow them? Mind you, you've been saving this money. You and Sally. I would step in, and I would just, my kid, I'm conditioning my kid to evaluate situations, so if they were to invest in something, what's the return? What's the return of your investment, right? What's the pros and cons of this? I would ask them, like, why do you think this is a good idea? I'm not going to say it's not, because money is just like like social contract that we follow as well, but like, if it makes sense to you, then do it. I'm not going to tell you no. This is, is, we invested this together, but I mean, like, if it works, not cool. Start from scratch. That's just how I'm thinking. I'm mm-hmm. like, money's money is whatever to us, to me anyway. So I'm like, if you really believe that this idea works, like if if I came to you like, hey man, I got this idea for like Apple. I'm in my garage. I'm like, listen, we can set it up this way. You trying to invest in me? Let's do it. Not everybody's gonna do that though. Right. I wish Shanta was here to like give a code. She would look at me. She would look at me. I want to. I want to look at her. Look at you. Give this answer. Oh no, she would look at me. Nonverbal. But no, like I know she would look at me. But at the end of the day, like for the question you just proposed. Mm -hmm. What if like Taylor or Parker? That's fine. Ask y'all. It it depends on what what the investment is. Like oh. Wait, hold on, time out, time out. Before we do this breaking news, Cleveland Browns had just traded for Amari Cooper. I knew it! 
Yes! Hey. Fucking yes! I was All like, right. I wanted him in Cleveland. This is come out Tuesday, but yeah, yeah. Gonna, you got it first. So, yeah. Even if you already heard it, you heard it. Yeah, I just broke it right now. Yeah. So, so, Clifton ain't heard shit, and that's why you heard my motherfucking reaction. That's Cliff Live, nigga. <laughs> Me and this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but to go off your question, I my job as a parent, I'm to give them knowledge mm-hmm. and to. Give them as much information as possible. It's up to them to make the right decision. That's all I could do. I might not agree with it. I might kind of give them that look like. But, hey, look. If you trust this person enough to give them X amount of dollars to follow their dream, then do it. All right. Before I follow up on that, I want to take a shot to Amari Cooper because we needed a route runner. <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah. O- OBJ was not running his routes no, correctly. I, I heard. And I, I, I do believe that, like, um, mm, so mm, communication mm. without comprehension is lost information. You can say right. So, like, I don't. I, I guess it just comes down to translation, and we all translate something like slightly different. So, I guess like it depends on your listening abilities as well. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, that's just one aspect to like look at it as, but. Yeah, I think I take both both you guys' answers. I mean, yeah, they're, they're, it's their decision. Of course, it's your money that you have put aside for them. That's the only shitty part about it. But at the end of the day, you know, if they want to blow, essentially almost blow or could blow their money. Like, what would you say to your niece if, like, you know, your brother came to you and he was on the fence about it and he wanted you to go talk to your niece about it? Like, what would you tell your niece? Kind of the same thing. With, oh, sorry. That sounded kind of loud. Um, sort of like what, what Ash said. Um What's the pros and cons? Let's 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 weigh this out. Let's let's try to help this person if they're if they're serious yeah. about this. If they're super serious, I mean, if it's a good idea, I mean, um, who's to say who's to tell who's to say that I know what a good idea is, right? Exactly. I right. I don't know because they could be the next Elon Musk, and you right. don't even know it. Right. So if it's if it's thorough, if it's okay, I I, I don't have to green light it. It's gonna have to be. It's their funds, you know. If, if they're over, I think it's eighteen or something. If you you know have the um the funds set up, the the account set up, it give it's but. I wouldn't even go. I wouldn't even go that far. Mm-hmm. Just if you if you give them a, a a table full of money and say, "Here, this is your money. You can do what you want with it." That's completely different. Yeah. 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 Now, what I would do, being the person who asked this question, I'm kind of in alignment. I would uh, one, I would ask for a presentation, kind of like a bank would. And mm-hmm. because I don't know a banker, I would tell them like, you know what? If you can take this idea to a bank and they will give you the money, okay, kind of, you know what like, I mean, kind of help them like, like even I want you to take this to somebody who knows talent and know business will yeah. work. Mm-hmm. Take it to them, and if yeah. they're telling you they're willing to even invest something, even if it's not a lot of money, I'm not looking for a number. If they're saying they're willing to invest, I'll invest because the bank has a better ear and eye for businesses that will right. work than me so if they say this will work or they think it can work even if they think it can work and won't give you nothing i believe in you enough i will tell her you know maybe or him give her a little something you ain't got to give her all your funds Mm -hmm. but break her off something Mm -hmm. and if it's peaking up steam i mean then you know go ahead like you know so kind of like dip your toe in the water you know what i mean if you're coming to me and this is prestige worldwide you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, and your presentation matches up to it, and I'm Shit. like, okay, I'm investing. I'm All sold. I gotta say is, if my motherfucker crash a boat, somebody That's crash different. my boat. See, but I, but the thing no. is though, like even in that, like, they had a dream they believed in, and they knew it would work. So like, it just depends on the belief system of the individual who wants to invest. If you really believe this is gonna work, it's on you. I would mm-hmm. I would take the shack approach. Hmm. I, I will, before I give you this money, you need to show me why you deserve this money. Mm-hmm. 
Therefore, if you feel like that you could trust this person to give that them their money, it ain't, it ain't my, technically it ain't really my money. You ain't getting it back from me. I kind of go based off of what she I mean, said. it is my money, but you're not going to get that back from me. But you have given it to your child, though, so it's not your money anymore. You so right. how so I don't know I I just don't know if that's they, why I would respect I, them to, if they wanted to give their significant other that mm-hmm. they could because but because I'm not gonna reimburse you for it if you if they fuck up. Let's kind of go based off what Ash said two weeks ago when he said if somebody wanted to come work for you, and he mm-hmm. says show me what you can do. Yeah, you know that's kind of like in the money aspect. Show me what you can do. I'll give you a small right? exercise for you to do to see if. What you're really trying to do works. If you fell in the exercise, I mean, it was an attempt, but at the same time, you have to evaluate why didn't this work? Mm-hmm. What are the pros and cons of why it didn't work? And then come back to me and then maybe a year or two come back and it's corrected. I'll invest in. I'm not going to say no to a good idea that may work. Right, right. Yeah. That's, that's what I, on the last episode, we were Tristan. Shout out to uh, Mind If I Crash podcast. Woo-woo. We were talking about um, failing forward. And that's one of those things where, like, you may invest in something and it fails at first, but then you try it again and it works. Right, right. You, so, you know, might just have to really develop how you invest your money, you know, do more research or new or new, you know, methods and stuff like that. So, for sure. Yep. And to everybody listening, go sh- uh, check out the Mind If I Crash podcast and go check out our skit on YouTube. What's that skit called, Jacob? Do you got the name? The forgetful drug dealer. The forgetful money, drug Mike dealer. the drug dealer. Money, Mike. The and it's on the Mind If I Crash channel on YouTube. Go check that out. All of okay. us are in it. Go give it a like and uh, give us an honest review and check out Tristan's podcast. He's pretty dope. He has a bright mind and I like the guy. Yeah, absolutely. Was, that was really fun last week. That was cool. Was we we didn't fun. record our podcast, so we didn't have an episode last week, so we apologize for that. But we had a, a good time last week. We technically did re- release something, but it wasn't on our platform. Yeah. Right. We were paying it for because somebody you know paid it for it on ours. Just giving it back. Yeah, so that that that's pretty much the realm we're in. We're trying to will our ideas into fruition, right? And that's pretty much the whole just of it. Like you have to be bold enough, brave enough to take a faith, take a take a chance on yourself. You know, mm-hmm. for sure, for sure. But I don't think everybody's like capable of doing that, though. No, no, no. But but why mm-hmm. not though? Like I tell everybody, and it always sounds shitty when I say it, but I don't mean it with vitriol, but somebody has to play the role. Like, we have to be happy we're playing this role right now in this mm-hmm. basement because there's a whole lot of motherfuckers on their couch right now not playing this role, and we could be filling their shoes. Somebody has to play the role in the grand scheme. You can only be happy for the shoes that you fill. And I pray for those who don't wear my shoes and don't do what I do because eventually I want you to find your passion and get up and get out and get something. Y'all don't fill my shoes. I'm 11 and a half, baby. You can fill your own fucking 13. 10 and a half. Whatever, whatever size you wear, that's your size. That's your thing. And mm-hmm. that's, what, that's what I go back to, like, we're born with some type of ability, some type of gift. Like, you are a creative genius in your own way. Just explore whatever realm you need to to express your genius. And just yeah. to make everybody feel better, just always remember this, too. You're one of one. You're literally the only carbon footprint of yourself that will ever be duplicated in life ever nobody so, can ever replicate your your fingerprint nope nothing so you know live life freely and just understand you are truly unique this is your journey and that's something to feel happy about who can say they're one of one right. it just disturbed me because like everybody doesn't like we say it but everybody doesn't believe it but say technically we all can say we're one of one 
Mm-hmm. We are. We yeah. are. That's what I'm saying. But then it goes to what Asa said. How many of us believe that we're one on one or just not, you know, mm-hmm. sheep sheep in the line? I do. I believe I'm one on one. All right. All right. So, so do you go into the, the, I was about mental, to say. mental health check? Yep, we're thinking the same thing. Let's oh. dive into it. Well, we know all these Browns fans at the table probably at least one up. Up. up from what you were going to do. Two points. <laughs> <at least. laughs> I'll start it off. Y'all um, heard my dog call. I'm sorry, Gabe. I'm stealing the mic from you on my uh, yay <laughs> shit. Like I said, y'all heard my dog call. <laughs> we got Amari Cooper, a real route runner now, somebody who Baker can trust running his routes. He won't like freelance again. I am happy for OBJ. I want to say that on the mic, and I want to be very clear because I have been rough on him. Shout out to OBJ for becoming a Super Bowl champ. He made a real impact. And uh, to ahead. add to that, three years three years ago to this exact day, I was gonna, for I was, Odell. I was gonna say that. I mm-hmm. thought that was the date. So I'm okay. handing him his flowers on the mic. I'm not waiting until you know he's retired or gone. I'm a man of objectivity and I'm a man of my word. So shout out to you, Odell. Great job. But I am happy for wherever you go but i'm also happy for our browns we got a real route runner somebody who's going to hopefully grow with baker now because i know jarvis is out the door because they're oh yeah going back and forth but hopefully we can get some young wait what do you mean jarvis is out the door there is he he leaving it's his contract his contract's too much he could be a just a you know casualty of salary cuts that and low-key there's a nobody will say this this is actually cliff's theory He's leading the charge on the whole salty Odell left crowd because there's a crowd still salty in the locker room that Odell left. He's definitely up. He's his best friend, probably holding that banner. Probably good for the best of Baker and his career. Let's get some young receivers in here, get them under Amari Stewart's ship, and do what we do with a good. Do you think he's more bummed or salty? Who? Jarvis. Bummed. I don't think he's but, either. But bummed out. Because he had bummed so, out. Not salty, just yeah. bummed out. They had, they had, such, good, they had such good. Uh, like hopes for this for that team for Jarvis and then then he got Odell it's like shit let's do it I could change this whole culture and I'm just being honest like if I brought one of you guys into my work environment and one of my co-workers kind of like even though I like them just as much as I like stole you you away not even stole you away kind of pushed you out the door I I kind of be bummed out towards that person too Mm -hmm. so that's just like reality speaking so for sure I'm a 10 out of 10 I've been exhausted as fuck but that Browns news definitely got me up I feel a great year for Cleveland coming in I'm going last because y'all know I ain't a Browns fan so uh, I'm just throwing it on now thank you Jacob for this uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson tequila got me feeling good I'm about to go to Sky Zone after this bounce around and yeah Nice. Thank you guys for being here. Who's with going next? Josh, John, Jake. I'm gonna pass it to the uh, fellow chocolate man on the podcast. All right, hold on, let me take this into his mental. We're like a Kit Kat. I'm breaking you off with Osh right now. So for me, um, I will say that I'm at a yeah, I'm not at a ten. I mean nine point nine point eight because I'm not. I'm never a ten. There's always something inside of me that's like battling itself. But um, no, life's good, man. I uh, so you were a ten on your marriage weekend. Yeah. That recording, you were a 10. Ooh. Was it? Oh, I yeah. believe you were a 10. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you were yeah. coming off an extreme high. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still coming off. It's just like I'm I'm so grateful for like being with you guys and like being in this space that we're in because like I can see where we're going. It's just it's on us to really push the message, get out there, talk to people, communicate with people, and just do what we're supposed to do. Happy right. to be here with you, brother. Yeah. So I mean, yep. Yep. overall I'm good. Jacob, you? I'm a nine. nine. I'm not gonna say ten, but I'm a nine. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, y'all know me. I'm pretty even keel. Mm-hmm. I got 
real anxious because something almost messed up with my paycheck this week. So I was kind of anxious about it. I had to, mm-hmm. you know, contact people, make sure that stuff got straightened out. But everything was pretty you good. You know, it was weird. I think there was a weird hack going on because last week all my co-workers didn't get their paychecks on time. Something random went on. Really? Their money, too. Mm-hmm. Shit. Oh, well, then I found out I got money and didn't even know about it. So That's, that's the crazy part. Shit. Yeah. Damn. Hacking, hacking good, too. <laughs> what about you, Mr. John? Oh, you know, I'm tired, man. This week has been long, and I still got a lot more to go. Um, I feel you. I think number-wise, I'm like, I'm like in, I'll say like a seven and a half. I just really got to put more pressure on myself to, to keep pushing myself and, um, I don't know, just in all aspects, work, home, life, all that. So, uh. I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. I was able to see my. Uh, I was well. I didn't see my niece last night. I, w- I was over my brother's house last night and uh, played Mario Party. I fucking whooped Sorry. his ass. <laughs> low key. On, on what system? In which part? Uh, Switch. Oh, nice. Yeah. Is Switch. it fun on the Switch? Yeah. No. It, well, it's like on a, It's like the TV version. You know. You, you can. Uh, it's the new one. Superstar. I think it's called. I want to play it so bad. Yeah, we got well, that. They got rid of the fucking. I, I was. Uh, so they had the last year's. Uh, two years ago, they had Mario Party 10 or something, or 11 or 12 or something. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Um, and now it's called Superstar. It's a new one. They only have like six characters. They got rid of Shy Guy. I'm like, man, that was my guy, man. Why only six characters? Like, do you have to buy the other ones? Or are they going to No, it, it's really like the classic. It's like, so you can play games from the Nintendo 64. You can play games and maps from other. No way. Mm-hmm. But it's not all the maps, so that's the only thing. It's like. It's very selective. It's it's almost like why not just let it just put it in a DLC or something. Put it in, a, in like extra package like to buy the other. I'd do that. I hope they do. Now I mean, you're trying to waste money their grab. money too quick. That's a good one. Nah, so have stuff. fun, man. They should have a DLC with like all of the skins ever created too yeah. eventually. Uh-huh. But let me guess the six OG characters. Obviously Mario, Luigi. It might be eight. Yeah, yeah. Mar- Princess Peach. Uh huh. Yoshi. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Donkey Kong. Uh huh. Oh, okay. Three more. Um, mm. Wario. Wario. Yep, Wario. Is Waluigi in uh-huh. it too? Big B, come on, bro. Bowser? 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 Yeah. I was going to say no, Bowser. Bowser. Bowser's Bowser's not not Bowser? Bowser? Bowser. Donkey Kong? I already said Donkey Kong. Wow. Um, How is Mar- Toad. Wario? Nope. No, no, not Toad. He's a helper. He's, a, he's the helper. Yeah, he's, he's a like helper. The, like the host. Um, oh. Who am I missing? You said Yoshi, right? Uh-huh. I said Yoshi. I said Mario, Luigi, Waluigi. Baby Mario? Nope. No, he's not. No, he was not OG. I... You don't know. Wow. There's what's, no ba- what's Bowser. Her, Bowser. What's her name? It's, it's oh, Yogi. Princess Daisy. Daisy's in there. Princess Daisy. That's Ro- why Rosalina's Rosalina's in there. Mm-hmm. And Where's Peach. Then? Peach is in there. You already said Peach. Yeah, yeah, said Princess Peach. I didn't say Daisy. That was my eighth character. But who's Rosalina? Rosalina's another princess. She's the like star, like war, so that's something. A, that would be not. Then. Yeah. There's, there's there might be like ten because okay. there's also one more. Uh, Yoshi's. White girlfriend, or is it like a pink Yoshi? The then? pink one with the fucking big nose, big mouth. And then, yeah, uh, what is God. her name? And it's like a heart nose. Yeah, I know who yeah. you're talking about. Uh, I remember her. That's who Cell plays with a heart really? switch. Yeah, I, I'm Yoshi, and she's like the female uh, version. Yeah. I was like, why didn't they just make a pink Yoshi? I always thought the nose on it was weird. Like, I don't want to open nose on a Yoshi. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, no. Good. I'm good. Man. That's good. Gabe, well, Gabe, what about you, man? What, what's Final going finale? on? No cap, no cap. I'm on ten, bro. I'm excited. Y'all getting better? I hey, Scorpio the, gang on 10 I want today. The, I want the smoke in the division for the NFL. Baseball signed a uh, CBA and all their negotiations. Baseball is back, so yes, thank sir. the fucking Lord. Mm-hmm. I can start watching baseball. I've seen that. Um, 
you know, just another. Just, I like how we improvise today. And, you know, we, we were supposed to have a guest today. Shout out to Chandra. Sh- yes. Chandra. Shout out to her. She was supposed to come in today, but she didn't. But, I mean, we. Hopefully, we get her soon. Right. We will. We, will. Yeah, we, we, we pushed it on the swivel, and we, we, we did a good pod, I think, today without, oh, you know, we, without no real. No dialogue, and you know, yeah, I think, I think we did pretty good. So I kind of like that we all kind of came in, just did our own thing. We set up, had a little, you know, me, Jacob, and John time. Yeah, kind of wanted to keep it like organic. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, um, speaking of leagues and stuff, I've never been in a fantasy football league ever. But should we do our own league amongst yeah, us? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll be yeah. just three more people. Right? Just oh. for well, I know Benny and Rick will get in on it. Who? Benny and Rick. There we go. Benny and Rick. Yeah. RJ. On our league. Because you said we need three more people, right? Yeah. Benny and RJ. Benny, RJ. So, oh, oh, you said Rick. I'm like, nigga, who is Rick? <laughs> Rick and Morty. Rick Grimes. You, you got a cliff note for us today, Cliff? Uh, yeah. And then there's something else I was going to say. Quick, why he looks for a cliff note, please follow us on all pages that we're on. We're on Instagram, we're on YouTube, we're on Facebook, Twitter, Twitter, we Instagram, TikTok, episodes Spotify. every Tuesday. We're going to be pushing more content out there. Like I said earlier in the episode, check out Mind If I Crash. Good collab partner we're going to have in the future. And now, Red flag check us out. <laughs> fuck with us. We yeah. love y'all. All I, that I, shit. That's I, mean, that's I tell you what. If you follow us, I give you a free hug. Oh, and that's shit. Jacob's third time saying he loves us, so I know he's been drinking all day. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Stop drinking that We don't love right. you, Jacob, so that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Um, and you know what? The cliff note for the day, and this reminds me of uh, the movie Soul, if anybody's ever seen it with great Jamie Foxx. Yeah. And it's um, live your life like it's your second chance. Because at the end of the movie, after like he even lived out his dream and everything, he had a true epiphany. I'm not going to ruin it because you got to watch the movie. Mm-hmm. But he wanted to live every second like it was his last. And it was truly inspirational. Yep. And again, Jamie Foxx voices the character, so it's worth listening. If you love nice. Jamie. Nice. Cool. All, All right, right, fellas. Do we have anything else we want to say? Like I said, shout out to our podcast. It's on us. Mind If I Crash mm-hmm. podcast. Shout out to Sandra. Shout out to every entrepreneur out there in the local area doing a damn thing. And uh, hopefully we're at international. Real Gabe, quick, you got yeah. to say? This is making an announcement. Uh, we, we are pushing to go, go to the international this year. Uh, we have other ventures that we're trying to do. There we go. Um, just, you know, stay with us. Keep luck. Keep Listen to our episodes, subscribe, of course, and, you know, check us out. Man. And I will say this, too. If you really fuck with us, we just put this out there. So put it in your notebook, whatever you got to do. If we make it to the international, stop by our booth. We want to interview people on the go. We will be stopping, talking to you, talking to everybody. So stop. Get your voice heard. Get your business out there. Get your cousin's business out there. We don't care. Just come. Show us love. We want to show you love and put Lorraine on. I'll even offer you a sign picture. With the glizzy god himself. Yes, sir. That's me. And you know what? And if we get enough people to talk, we might even have them drink pop milk. Oh, Ooh. shit. <laughs> we can have a raffle for somebody to do it. We got to post oh. that. Okay. You That's know what? Fine. We might even give away money for people who can drink a whole cup of pop milk. How about that? Hey. $10 to people who can drink pop milk. There we go. That's an idea, John. All right, <laughs> All right, I just wanted to say real quick. That'll definitely get traffic going. Hi, Mom. There you go. It's <laughs> been another episode of It's On Us. Talk to you soon. Oh, Ciao. Yeah. And that is going to wrap it, guys. The episode is finished. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please be sure to like it, share it with your friends and family, and be sure to follow us on all our social media pages at Podcast 440 Again, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for the continued support. We'll see you soon. Bye.